0: To inspire us today. And now, here is your host with Reflections from the Heart.
1: Hello and welcome to Reflections from the Heart. My name is Rob Longo with Stewardship and Mission of Faith. And today I am joined again with Cameron by Cameron Norris. And John, thank you so much for being here. It is uh, it is an honor to to be back with you guys. We had a a
2: pleasure. Thank you. A
1: great sharing yesterday or uh, last week, and uh, we'll be able to be able to continue that this week. So for those of you who are uh, who are new, Gospel Reflections is a ministry of stewardship and reflections from the heart. This show is a a mini version of Gospel Reflections. So if you like what you uh, experience here, and you want to join one or start one, just get in touch with us. Uh, Any time for those of you who have been with us before, welcome back. Uh, so this week we're going to be reflecting on the gospel from Mark, and it's Mark chapter one verses seven through eleven. It's the uh, the baptism of our Lord. Uh, but before we jump into the gospel, Cameron, can you open us up with a
2: prayer? I would love to. Thank you, <clears throat> Holy Spirit. We invite you into the conversation. We invite you into our hearts. We need you. We love you. We thank you that you loved us first. We thank you for the gifts that you have given us, and the insight that you have in store for us. We rely on you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I'm Holy Spirit. And John, if you could read the gospel. <laughs> yes.
3: The uh, gospel reflection for today is Mark 1, 7 through 11. This is what John the Baptist proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. On coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Christ. Short and sweet. Yeah.
3: <laughs> He's
1: like, a- there's to the point. so much in there for the, the Trinity, the three persons of the Trinity to be to be right there and seen and, and experienced and be you know being made just to manifest right there in front of the crowd. What a what a gift for them and for us.
2: Right. Yeah. I I love this passage uh for a number of reasons. One, it talks about the baptism with water, but it also talks about that Jesus will baptize you. With the Holy Spirit. And what, one of my favorite reflections with this is the idea of when Jesus leaves the earth, he says that it's better that he goes because then I can send you the Holy Spirit. He's going to replace what you think is better is that I'm here with you in my physical body, but I know what's better, and it's that he will be with you. He's going to indwell you, he's going to live in you, you're going to live with him. And that's actually better that I leave so that I can do that because he's going to be here to work in our lives to shape us to what we're supposed to be. Like one of the scriptures says uh, for all have fallen short of the glory of God. Even though that's the case, I don't think we can take it on ourselves to change what the mark is. I, I look at that passage as like an arrow that's being shot just because an arrow fall short of the target, we can't change what the target is. So if the glory of God, if if we're falling short of that, I don't think we can use our circumstances or our experiences to say, okay, well, we have to change the target because the target's not obtainable. Mm -hmm. He says, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit because the target is holiness. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of beautiful that he gives us the ability to do things that we're not capable of doing.
3: When uh, when I read this scripture, uh, I see the Father, God, and he's pouring out his love on Jesus. And one of the reasons that he's pouring out his love on Jesus is because Jesus is being obedient to him. Right. Jesus certainly did not need to be baptized, but he surrendered to baptism. And that pleased the Father. Uh, Also, I look at this and I think when we see God kind of smiling, opening up heaven and smiling at Jesus, I think that's a good example for earthly fathers. There's so many families that don't have fathers and they're finding out fathers are needed. Uh, Mothers are nurturers, but fathers are the ones that usually uh, set the standard in the home. Uh, Sadly, sometimes fathers can be too harsh, too quick, too demanding. And here we see how God the Father accentuated the positive in his son Jesus And he rewarded that. He was pleased and he showed his pleasure in Jesus. And earthly fathers need to do that. Fathers need to tell their children that they love them, fathers need to handle them carefully. And, you know, if there is harshness, (laughs) fathers need to ask for forgiveness and need to hug and and tell their children not only that they love them, but that they're pleased with them. Uh, so easy to center on the negative and center on the discipline and and punishment. When uh, we find out in training, if you're training a dog, uh, you have to use seven times more praise than you do punishment, mm. and so it ought to be. Even more so with our children, there ought to be seven times more praise for our children than there is uh, criticism. Wow,
2: that reminds me of uh, just yesterday. I was I, I love podcasts and I love learning. I was listening to a podcast and um, it, it's it's kind of a world-renowned speaker and uh, best-selling author, just just somebody that uh, is doing some awesome things right now. And she said. One of the moments that clicked for her, uh, she talked about it was in a therapy session where they actually got down to the why of what she does things. The therapist asked her, um, which, parent, which parent's attention did you crave the most? And she said she could respond really quickly. It was her father's. But then the follow-up question was, and what did you have to do to earn that attention? Mm. And it was this like, epiphany that she had, she's like, this is why I make choices that I do now. This is like everything that I do (laughs) to please people, it's rooted in that idea of I had to be, I had to be uh I had to be big in the moments he expected me to. This is what she goes on to say. Um so whether it's scoring a goal in soccer or getting an A on a test or doing good when she was in public, those kind of things. But all the other times I had to be little girl. I had to be seen but not heard mm. so she she kind of went through this and, and she grew this you know she's a ceo grew this huge business and she'd get together at family gatherings and they would say what are you doing how are things and she wanted to say like we have tons of employees millions of dollars and she's just say like oh it, it's good you know she she had to be small and she made a series of choices that it, it kind of she got into therapy because of uh, some anxiety and 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 things like that but to get back to that root thing that I think that's what you're talking about John
3: yeah you know, fathers are so key yeah. in their children and father's approval is very very important yeah mm-hmm. can it cannot stress how important it is
1: yeah now, but, now how do we <clears throat> this is uh this is good <laughs> we're going off in a different direction yeah. of course yeah, we but are but the uh but the father you know you are my son right so we we had a meeting last night uh just a few of us somebody was was uh showing us a presentation that they were going to give to a bunch of to 25 men fathers from all over the country and one from the philippines one from canada and then they're going to be tasked with going out and serving other fathers and uh and he showed us the slides and uh you know where where men have to you know talk about them as husbands and as fathers and as leaders and man of god and uh and i said what you might want to do a even a back story son like if if a man doesn't claim his identity as son first then i think they're gonna they might be at risk of thinking that they're God. Right. And they're in charge and they're the ones who are making all the choices. They're, you know, they don't need to consult anybody. So we may want to just back up and start with sonship yep. first. That's good. And and that's what we see here is you are my beloved son. Yeah. All right. So I didn't know we were going to be reflecting on this today and this just happened last night. Um so I'm going to call this guy back and say hey, but I think we got a little little confirmation <laughs> yeah. here. You know, that God the Father amen was was elevating and affirming his son. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Uh,
3: it's the, and the way that that happens, that fathers become the fathers are supposed to in relationship to their children and their wives. The, the Holy spirit here is the key to this passage and the, the Holy spirit, uh, Your men, your wives, and your children can only subject themselves and submit themselves to you in the matter and to the degree that you submit yourself to God. Mm -hmm. So if you are having problems with your children, look to your own relationship with the Lord. And I'm talking to speaking to fathers here. Uh when you are submitted to the Lord, when you have the Holy Spirit in you and you are listening to the Holy Spirit, trying to please the Holy Spirit with your life, believe it or not, it becomes easier <laughs> to be a parent and a husband. Uh, we're all men here speaking, so from that standpoint. But I cannot... Uh, express too heavily the responsibility of fathers. They're just they represent God to their families and how can you have anything more important than that? The Father represents God to the family and uh, we need help. We need God. We need the Holy Spirit living in us. We need His wisdom. We need we need his help. And the only thing I can say is by faith, surrender to the Lord and try to do his will. And the responsibility is a little easier then. Yeah.
1: And, and and in that submission, if if our kids see that we don't have the answers, like when there's situations or questions and they see us living a life that's, uh, you know, let, let's, let's take this to the Lord. You know, let, let's, let's pray about this you know, that we're not the ones always right there answering or making the call or like they see us that, you know, we're submissive to, to God, that, you know, we need to take this to to our father to see, you know, see what he has to say about it. Um, I think that's really powerful because God has no grandchildren. So in the grand scheme of things, you know, we're all his children. That's right. You know, for the little bit of time that we have our kids in our home, Yeah, that little bit of time compared to, you know, the natural life expectancy, uh, or the average life expectancy, it's such a small percentage yep. that we have them under our roofs. Yeah. And if there's anything that they can leave with is, um, is that they can declare, they can say that my dad or my mom was totally dependent on God. You know, we celebrate Independence Day here in July, right? right. But the greatest day we can celebrate is our Dependence Day. Like what, what is that day that you fully, totally surrendered? And then you live that surrender that each day you're re-upping on that surrender. And then if we can launch our kids out dependent, yeah. not on us, that's right. But dependent on God that they've declared their own dependence day, that, that they can't do school without God. They can't do friendship without God. They can't do, you know, dating relationships without God. They, whatever that total dependence, man, what a what a gift that would be.
3: Oh, it is. I, uh, I, I have another thought here, Uh, A little different, but Scripture says, I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Uh, When you're baptized with water, you get wet, okay? And we know what that is. We know what it is to be wet and dripping (laughs) from water. But do we know what it is to be dripping the Holy Spirit, Mm. to be drenched by the Holy Spirit? To be soaked Mm -hmm. by the Holy Spirit. To have the Holy Spirit baptize us means to to, to just immerse us in the Holy Spirit. And so when you come up out of the water, you're wet. When you come up out of the Holy Spirit, you should be dripping the Holy (laughs) Spirit. Wow. So that's how we become better fathers is by again surrender to the holy spirit
2: and i think we can give our kids more credit than they deserve there's no junior holy spirit in the bible <laughs> yes no. right the same spirit that rose jesus from the dead is in me in you it's in my seven-year-old i see it it's not it's not this okay you're you're allowed to partake in this much of of holy spirit actually the Jesus, if you want to use his words, he even says, you got to be like a child. Um, so I, I like giving him more credit than uh, than maybe sometimes we do. One of my favorite parts, the way that Mark writes about John the Baptist, uh, so Mark one one, it says, this is the beginning of their wonderful news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son Amen. of God. And when it says, this is the beginning, to me, that is like... Okay, here's the gospel. Ready? We're getting ready to go into the gospel. Here's the beginning of it. And what what is the one thing that John the Baptist said? Repent. So the gospel, the good news starts with one thing, full repentance, full remission of sin, full emergent, like, okay, here you go. Ready? You're going to repent and all of your sin washed away. That's the beginning of the good news of the gospel. And, And it's not like a long message. It talks about how important John the Baptist is. It actually says he's in the kingdom. He's greater than all before him. So you think of like, you know, some pretty greats: Moses, King David, Elijah, the list goes on. It says he's greater. And he had one thing to say, repent. The kingdom of heaven is here. You would think like John is so important that there would be a book in the Old Testament, John the Baptist, but there's not. Because he got it out with saying Here's the start of the gospel, and it starts with repentance, and this is this is the next step. The and next look
3: step. at the man that's this. following me.
2: And, and he is going to give you the Holy Spirit. That's Amen. what he's going to do. I, I, I love that uh, in Acts 19—sorry, I'm getting into the Bible on this
3: one—in
2: yeah. <laughs> Acts 19, it, it talks about uh, Paul traveling through Turkey and— when he came with with Apollos, um, they have this dialogue. They have this conversation. Of uh, John, sa- Paul says, "Did you receive the Holy Spirit when be- you came, believers?" He said, "No, we haven't even heard about the Holy Spirit." Paul said, "Then what's the meaning of your baptism?" And they responded and said, "Well, it, it, it's we're following John's teaching." And Paul said, "Well, John the Baptist, his his baptism." was for turning away from your sin, and he taught that you believe and you would follow in the one to come, Jesus, the anointed one. And when they heard this, they understood, and then they were baptized into the authority of Jesus, the anointed one, and when Paul laid hands on them, so this is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Paul laid hands on each of them, and the Holy Spirit manifested, and they immediately spoke in tongues, and they prophesied. And I love the vision of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What I believe that is, is the things that we're capable as humans, there's more things that we're capable of through the Spirit. Uh, it's like in, in, in Acts where it talks about the 120, we're in the upper room, and Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem until that comes because uh, the Holy Spirit will give you power, and they started speaking in tongues. And it talks about the sound of wind and fire. And they were like, what's going on? And I love how Peter says, this is what Joel talked about. And it, But if you look at what Joel talked about, he said, old men dream dreams, uh, prophesy visions. You know That was his whole thing. He didn't say anything about speaking in tongues, but Peter had this recognition of... What we're humanly capable of, we saw Jesus operating a power that we weren't capable of doing, and right now we're speaking in tongues, and other people are understanding them, even though we don't know that language. This is something that I'm not capable of, so this has to be what he's talking about, the power that the Holy Spirit gives us. Uh, I, I think there's plenty of times throughout the day, actually every single day, where each and every one of us gets an opportunity to say, Holy Spirit, what is on the agenda today of your heart? I want to be a part of that. Who do you want me to talk to? What do you have to say to them? What can I do? How can I do it? Where should I spend my money today? Where should I spend my time today? What should I do at work? I think all of these things, he wants to engage in a conversation with us. He wants that alone time with us to say, oh, son, I'm so happy you want to. Spend some time with me. Guess what? I have books written about you. <laughs> I want to disclose some things to you. Who has the mind of God except the Holy Spirit? Who searches the innermost thoughts of God, and, but yet it says we're one with him? Like the idea, it's, it's, it's the, kind of a mystery.
3: The, the word spirit uh, means breath or wind. Uh, the creation Was done by the Spirit of God. Uh, When God created Adam, he, you know, just gathered some dirt together, but then he breathed on Adam and Adam became a living soul, the breath of God. That same chapter that you, Acts 19, talks about Paul being in a ship and the storm came up and the ship was blown by the wind and they had no control of the ship and they were afraid for their lives. So, you know, if the ship was uh, you know, crashed on the beach or something, uh, but the uh, the word for wind there, the storm, is 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 the same root as Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. you have the when you have the Holy Spirit, you have the breath of God. You and there's a every human being has a spirit, their own spirit, and when they give up the spirit, they die. You're you're alive because your spirit is keeping you alive. If your spirit departs your body, you're you're done. And but that same spirit is—I uh, don't know how to describe it. The Holy Spirit comes in uh, when you are saved and when you are uh, beginning sanctification the Holy Spirit comes in and marries your spirit. They're, they're, they they just, I liken it to uh, uh, conception. When the D, one DNA strip from the sperm comes to one's DNA strip in the egg and they knit together, uh, they dictate the entire physical being. <laughs> and so it is when the Holy Spirit and your spirit unite, it's like that. They come together and... Your spirit and the Holy Spirit together dictate your spiritual life and what it's going to be like, Uh, you know, so to speak, how many hairs (laughs) hairs you have on your head, which, you know, is easy to count for you, Rob, but for the rest of us, it's almost
1: impossible. Uh, So so since we're on radio here, uh, I I have a... I have a, a beautiful bald head. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes, there, there's, yeah. there, there's only a few heads that- you Are know, perfect. That, that the guy, rest have yeah, to be covered yeah, with hair. Right. Yeah. Come on, John, you I heard understand. that one, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, God is so good. God is so good. Amen. What, what I, when you were reading earlier, John, the first things I wrote or underlined were, one mightier than I. Like, how refreshing is that?
3: Yes. That we
1: are going out uh, rep, being a representation of our Lord- and he is absolutely mightier than I. We don't have to figure it out. We, don't, we just have to yeah. be obedient to his call, to to be obedient to planting the seeds, right? right. One plants, another waters, but God does the growing. So right. we don't have to worry about growing. We don't have to worry about closing the deal. We don't have to worry we're not anybody's savior. One mightier than I yeah. is coming.
3: One step at a time. Yeah. One day at a time. Just... I- I have to share a quick story. I,
2: I shared it earlier today, but it's, it's getting prompted to me right now. Just an example of what Holy Spirit wants to do with us. Um, there was a time I was heading into a meeting. Uh, it, it wasn't like a work meeting. It was just a couple of us. Rob, you were there as a group of believers. And we were just talking about what God's doing in a couple different ministries. And on the way from the car to the door might have been a, a minute walk. And I just said to the holy spirit, um, what what what's in store for tonight? Is there anything I can do for anybody to show love, kindness, award? And I got this like immediate download. It was just a name and a phrase. So I got out my phone and I just took the note down and jotted it down because uh, it didn't really make sense to me. And after the meeting, towards the end of it, there was a there was actually a priest that came and he shared for a little bit. And afterwards, we were in the kitchen. And the whole night, I was kind of waiting and praying about, should I share this? Who do I share it with? And when we were in the kitchen, I felt like it was for him. So I just pulled it out and I said, Does this happen to make any sense to you? Like it didn't make sense to me. It was just a name. And uh, so the name, whatever it was, Anthony, and it said, Anthony, he is with the Lord and the Lord is with him. And it, it felt like kind of an encouraging thing, but it, but it, uh, it really pierced the heart because what I didn't know was that was the name of this priest's friend who was a priest who recently just passed away. And it was just a hug hmm. from the Lord that he wanted to give him in this, in this small time.
1: Ask and you will be given, right? So you asked the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You invited the Holy Spirit into that moment and then you brought that moment and you blessed Father with, uh, with, with that word. So praise you, Lord. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, for all of you out there, let's pray for each other that we would accept the Holy Spirit into our lives. God bless each and every
0: one of you. We'll talk to you next time. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, please consider participating in a gospel reflection group. For more information on locations and times of gospel reflection groups or how to start a gospel reflection group in your area and to learn about all of the family of ministries, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you've enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a tax-deductible donation by visiting stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of all of us at Stewardship, a mission of faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.